Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1885, Focus on Creation versus Consumption to Crack the Code on Your Day's Challenges by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. And I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs every single day of the year. And we have a bunch of shows covering different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in the podcast app of your choice and subscribe for free to listen to all these topics being narrated for you. And with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Focus on creation versus consumption to crack the code on your day's challenges by Jay Harrington of lifeandwhim.com. Yesterday was one of those days. Busy, but not particularly productive. That kind of day eats away at me, and they happen more often than I'd like to admit. As I've mentioned before, Heather and I work together from home. Working from home has many benefits, but also drawbacks. We have flexibility, there's no commute, and it helps keep business costs down. But there are costs, just not financial ones. And ironically, the flexibility that comes with working from home is one of the main culprits of the costs we bear. The biggest challenge we face is focusing too much on work, which leads to focusing too little on our personal lives. That challenge is multiplied by working together. It's easy to be physically present, but not mentally so when your office is your home. It's also easy to get distracted. It's nice to be able to throw in a load of laundry or get dinner started when you're at home all day. But if you're not careful, you can get consumed by household activities and neglect work. Bouncing back and forth between work and personal responsibilities means that neither get the attention they deserve. Don't get me wrong, I love working from home and don't think I'll ever go back to working at an off-site physical location. I'm not alone. A recent survey by Money Tips found that 86% of Americans who work from home love or like their setup and 67% report that they are more productive working from home than they are in an office. Like most things in life, it's all about striking the right balance. While working from home enables the type of life I want to live, at times it can lead to the exact opposite. I like to think that I lead a productive and purposeful life, but my vision of myself and my actual self are often wildly divergent. Just ask Heather. Days like yesterday remind me how easy it is to get off track. As Annie Dillard, author of The Writing Life, said, quote, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives, end quote. There's no one-size-fits-all solution to the challenge of maintaining daily focus on what's important, but despite the occasional setback, I found something that seems to work for me, and maybe it'll work for you too. If I focus intently on output over input, then good things tend to happen. Create more than you consume. 
How do you start your day? In my experience, the early morning hours set the tone for the entire day. As a parent of three young kids, in order for my morning to start off on the right track, I need to get up early. Once the kids are up, all bets are off. I'm not overly ambitious about my morning routine, however. I focus on accomplishing one thing, and if I can do that, then the rest of the day seems to fall in place. One of the most popular life hack topics you'll find discussed in various quarters of the internet is how to establish a successful morning routine. I chuckle when I read many of these articles because they typically suggest a combination of some or all of the following activities that are supposed to be completed before 8 a.m. Meditation, exercise, reading, creating a to-do list, and eating a healthy breakfast. Ha, clearly none of these people have kids. I'm lucky to take a shower on most days and I spend more time trying to brush syrup out of my daughter's hair than I do even contemplating meditation. That's why I try to focus on accomplishing just one thing in the morning, typically a workout or some writing, rather than trying to do too much. It's a Navy SEAL approach to the morning. In a commencement speech at the University of Texas, Naval Admiral William McRaven explained why it's important to accomplish something, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant, when you start your day. Quote, if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It'll give you a small sense of pride, and it'll encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter, end quote. The point is to start the day with some form of output, some accomplishment. Doing begets doing. What not to do? Start the day with input or consumption. It's easy to wake up and immediately grab your smartphone and start checking email and social media. It's always enticing to check out what other people are doing in order to distract from the craziness of what faces you in your own day. That's not to say that consumption is in itself a bad thing. Indeed, not all consumption is created equal. Thoughtful consumption, reading great books, watching great movies, fuels creative output. But too much consumption or consumption of the wrong things can leave you feeling stressed, adrift, and discouraged throughout the day. When we have big things that we're trying to achieve, it's easy to get caught up in the big picture, obsess over the outcome, and feel overwhelmed by the enormity of the task. It's a reason that I find myself consuming, be it scrolling through Facebook or running to the refrigerator for a snack, instead of doing what I should be doing, creating. By prioritizing output over input, I almost always have a productive, fulfilling day. Keep it in perspective and seek balance. Just as too much input is counterproductive, too much output is too. It's easy to get caught up in the chase. As I alluded to earlier, because I work from home, I often work too much from home. Because I can, I do, and then I'm not present mentally and emotionally for those around me. It's something I'm working on and it helps to keep in mind this insight from Maria Popova, quote, though some have argued that today's age is one where the great dream is to trade up from money to meaning, there's an unshakable and discomforting sense that in our obsession with optimizing our creative routines and maximizing our productivity, we've forgotten how to be truly present in the gladdening mystery of life, end quote. Professional success and personal satisfaction are not mutually exclusive. Money and meaning are both attainable. It just takes mindfulness and discipline. Benjamin Franklin was one of the most prolific and accomplished people in history. He began each day by asking himself a simple question. What good shall I do this day? And ended it by reflecting upon, what good have I done today? That's a pretty good way to bookend your day. 
Input versus output. Output versus being present. It's a tricky balancing act. But if you can walk the tightrope, you can look back on your day's journey and be content. You just listened to the post titled, Focus on Creation versus Consumption to Crack the Code on Your Day's Challenges by Jay Harrington of lifeandwim.com. Thank you to Jay. Always a great article from Life and Whim. Come by lifeandwim.com for a lot more. But I'll keep this short for the weekend. Have a great day, a happy Sunday if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you tomorrow for a Minimalist Monday where your optimal life awaits.